Marcus. Yo. You like movies? Yes, I do. Are you upset? I'm totally upset. Are you offended? <clears throat> I'm offended by everything. Are you offended by the offended world? Yep. I don't know why I said that like Bjork. Are offended. You of- are you offended by the offended world? Yeah. That's not really Bjork. That's more like some other fake person. You just did an accent, so someone's offended. Really? You, you can't do ac- you can't do accents anymore? Probably. Why not? Because it's going to offend people. All right. Well, yeah. this is uh, Zebras in America, a movie podcast. I bet we have the ASPCA or like PETA offended that we're named after a zebra. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, we are the greatest movie podcast to ever exist. This is true. And we love moms, big butts, this is true. pizza, this is true. rap music, yeah. and movies. Damn. We're going to talk it's about a, a lot. This is, this, is a pretty, this is going to be a pretty current episode. Yeah. But I do have I do have a listener email, cool, that I'll read from George F. Okay. Episode sixty two and sixty three. First email, Twitter Sven Deckersberg. Feel free to take what you want from it and leave the rest. Spoiler alert! I read it already. It's pretty good, so I'll probably read it all. Oh, cool. Ha! There's two good halves of storytelling. Here's some lore about storytelling that might be true. The missing chapter, including Selma Blair, and the footage was destroyed by Salons and may have upset Vachon and may have caused a rift. That is partial. Yeah, uh, Christine Vachon and Todd Salons definitely fell out over storytelling. So you could say that they were upset. Yeah. They were outraged. Yeah. Christine Vachon shot, uh, shot a shot at, uh, fired a shot at Mark Wahlberg on Twitter the other day. It was funny. But go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, I mean... I bet the the Asian person and the and the gay people he beat up in the nineties that he never apologized. The black about. kid too. The black kid that he too. He threw a rocket some black kid's head, but you yeah, know. I'm sure they're all they're all upset and they and they're rightfully so. I do want to say this episode. I think we're going to be talking a lot about outrage. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you don't have a right to be outraged. Sure. I think it just seems like some of the outrage that the world is giving. Um, Seems, you know, out of whack. Of course. Absolutely. And so, anyone who argues with that and isn't open to that, go away. Yeah. So what What? what did Vishon say? Well, Mark Wahlberg is still, still, because he's like saved or whatever he is, he still gives interviews and talks about how like, you know, prior to finding God, he's made some mistakes in his life. And Boogie Nights is like, he says Boogie Nights is the biggest mistake he's made in his life. Because now he's all religious. Even though he still does mercenary killer movies. But, so Christine Vachon retweeted the article and was just like, oh, not not that Asian guy? You, you hate crime? That's not the worst mistake you made? But being in Boogie Nights, one of the few great movies you're actually in is your biggest mistake. Um, so it's like, go away, dude. Yeah. Marcus? Boston. Marcus, the Henry Fool screenplay has some of the poem that was intended to be featured as voiceover. I wreck seeking it out if you haven't. Thankfully, Hartley cut it out. <clears throat> yes. It'd be so bad. Henry Fool is my single favorite film, by the way. Period? Or by how hard did he just say? No, no, that's his single oh, favorite Oh, man, that's film. awesome. Yeah. Great. I, I like hearing yeah. stuff like that. I can mess with people who like are like, oh, I like this great movie. Yeah. You know, I'm interested. I I recently rewatched a great film yesterday, uh-huh. and 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 it's it 
it just it just snuck into my top ten. But I think we'll talk about that later. That's foreshadowing, sure. motherfuckers. Sure. Someone who someone who a father is upset now. He's upset that I called him a motherfucker. Yeah, well. Oh well, some mother. I want to be fucked too. <laughs> That's not fair. So, I mean, some. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, also some some motherfuckers are not dads. Some motherfuckers are moms. That's true. Or boyfriends, or you know, not That's true. Ev- you know, there's there's gay people, straight people, lots of people, and yeah, some yeah. some. Sometimes you walk in a room, <laughs> catching somebody doing something. No, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, for your consideration, yeah, the bad movie with a movie tanks it so hard. I was thinking about this the other day while pondering about Clouds of Silmaria that I think Sim One nails the film within a film maybe better than any other I've ever seen. Interesting subject, in my opinion, art within art. Simone is a movie that I haven't talked about in a while. Mm-hmm. I thought, is that like Al Pacino's last good movie? No, it's one of his bad movies. Oh, I like Simone. Yeah. And I think, I think this fellow likes Simone. It's okay. Here's I like thing. this guy. You, can, you and I can disagree and still be friends. You don't even need to say that. No, I think we do. I think Why? The, because I think it's important for this episode, you know, for the listeners... So we have an episode about Sorry to Bother You, and it's awesome. Yeah. And we were going to put it out this week. But so much stuff happened this week that we are doing this episode. And because Marcus and I, we're friends in real life. We talk to each other every single day just about. This is true. And no, we've like become, you're like one of my closest friends. I agree. Since since like uh, last year. I agree. And that's awesome because as you get older, you make new friends. You should. Yeah. You know, my friends or my close friends 10 years ago, some of them I'm still close with, some of them I'm not. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of them passed away and I'll spill out some liquor for them later. Oh, man. It's just, you know, the, the sad thing is, is that, you know, the second we're born, we have a warranty. Yeah, it's true. It's bad for the environment if we were to live forever. True. That's that's my little environmentalist spiel, is that, that immortality is bad for the earth. And what I want to drive home in this episode, because you and I have just been talking about, like, people being upset and, like, uh, just how off it seems. Yeah. And so I just want to point out that you and I are probably going to disagree sometimes this episode... And it doesn't change our friendship because we can disagree, have different tastes, and still fuck with each other heavy. Sure. Like, the shit that pissed me off the most this week was the Dupless thing. Well, no, no, the 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 James Gunn thing pissed me yeah, off the yeah. most. That shit really pissed oh, me the, off. Oh, the the, the the it was Mark Dupless, right? Yeah. See, my thing is so realistically speaking. Yeah. Let's, like let's, the, give him, let's give him. Let's give him. Let's give him context. Right, you go. Because yeah. I've we go I've been derided that sometimes we don't give yeah. well, enough did, context. Well, before that, did did we finish? Uh, no, we haven't even close. All right, let's let's finish that. Let's finish the email. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like this dude. Ultimately, it's probably safer to leave those things out, uh, which is art within art. Mm. I think it's better to describe because that was what we were talking about. You almost have on, to work double time. You have to make something good. Yeah. That's secondary to be believable. It's very, it's very, very tough. Though my new favorite movie critic, Vern, who you put oh, me on to, 
who's, who's agreed to be on the show. I sent yeah, him an email. Yeah, he, hasn't re- he hasn't responded yet. Busy guy. But I sent oh, him an email. Mm-hmm. I watched the movie Grand Piano on right. his recommendation, mm-hmm. which is uh, Die Hard on a Piano, or yeah. really Speed on a Piano, yeah. with Bill from Bill and Ted and, mm-hmm. and, and Elijah Wood mm-hmm. and John Cusack. And yeah, there's like a fake piece oh, of Oh, Alex Winters in it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. He follows me on Twitter. I felt so honored. Go ahead. I'm so excited for Bill and Ted 3, but we talked about this. Yeah. Um, but it, there's, there's like creating music in it. And it's like really hard to create new art. So, anyways, also, <clears throat> Wonderstruck is so good. Everything you guys said on Haynes is dead on, in my opinion. Word. There's a commentary on Velvet Goldmine Blu ray that is incredible. Heads up. And. P.S. The Soft Bulletin and Yoshimi are so good. Francis is one of the most difficult albums I've heard. Used to be a pitchfork devotee and thankfully I left it around the Arcade Fire era. Francis needed like a hundred listens for me in order to get it. Listening listening intently on music related discussions because I have one million blind spots. As do we all. I have to stop here because just go on everything you're talking about except the stuff I don't know anything about. LOL. There's a reason I listen to this podcast. Because we asked if why people <coughs> listened to our podcast right, last right, week, right. and Doug said, "Hi, Doug," because because we put him onto stuff, and it's easy to listen right. to. And he has an official question: Since you mentioned Saul Williams, do either of you consider Slam to be an overlooked masterpiece? It's related to Henry Fool for me, which is my personal favorite film. It's fun. I remember there being a lot of hype around it uh, when it came out. Um. It's 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 cool for for the time and like for you know like for 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 what it was. I really liked Saul Williams when Slam came out. Yeah, I owned all of his CDs. No, I owned all of his poetry books because he yeah. hadn't put out an album yeah, yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I own and I thought I for I actually thought his rap on Lyricist Lounge was cool. Keith being like a weird alter ego. Oh wow! When um, like oh boom 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 boom. My freshman project at Hampton University we had to take a song and make a 3D model of it so I did I took Saul Williams ohm from Lyricist Lounge and I had to I made a 3D model and it got ripped apart by by the teachers it got torn to shreds but. I remember being really stoned in uh in high school if you just work mm-hmm. and uh I was I was like androgynous cosmology and someone was like what the fuck are you talking about Scott yeah and I'm like I don't know but yeah, I really liked it. I really liked that line, which I disagree with. That if you've never listened to Rock Kim on a Rocky Mountain Top, you've never lived hip hop. I don't know about all that. Like, how many people yeah. who listen to rap or come from the rap background exactly. yeah. have yeah, access yeah, yeah. to Rocky Mountain Tops? Sure. I think it's hard to like disassociate all. Of it. I think sometimes Saul Williams is just given. Ah. Let's just stick with Slam because I don't want to get. But Slam, it's fine. I, I don't think it's a masterpiece. But it's 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 fun for for what it was. I think yeah, I think both Slam and Henry Fool are flawed, mm-hmm. and the flaws in Henry Fool I like a little more. Mm-hmm. I do think Slam has some great work and great poetry, and I think Amethyst Rockstar is a great record. Uh, and there are things with, with, with which bother me about Slam that he just he's it, it feels like he's an alien in this world. That's, I think that's one thing. He definitely... <clears throat> like, all the dudes in Slam from that, like, DMV area are all, like, very real dudes. 
like his friend who gets shot and blind. Yeah. The dude, the guy, the guy who he freestyles with in prison, he feels like probably one of the top ten realest dudes in the world. Like, I would never, ever want any problems with a lot of people in that movie. And he definitely comes off as like, you're not from here. And we're supposed to think that he is from here. No, but I think he is you from know? the DMV. No, I, I meant the character in, in, right. in, in the and, movie. And the like, I feel like a lot of those guys wouldn't fuck with, with him, being realistically speaking. You yeah, know? if someone was rapping some street shit, and then you respond with Saul Williams' work, yeah. not everyone's <clears throat> going to be feeling that, and some people might feel a type of way that they're t- you're talking down to them. Yeah. I think that's a big issue that comes back to like what we're trying to talk about in this episode, is that there's this weird disassociation between us and other people mm. and some of it is people feel that people are talking down to them or people think they're smarter than each other yeah. and I do think Slam is a good movie but I think I prefer Henry Fool but I do appreciate the coupling of the two it makes sense yeah yeah absolutely time period specific both go into like interesting cities both good soundtracks great sound yeah interesting overlooked cities like right. with Henry Fool being Queens, because in cinema, when it comes to New York City, it's mostly Manhattan and Brooklyn, and then you know again like the or, DMV or Staten you know, Island. If we're talking about one well, of the movies we're we talking may, about, we today. may get there eventually. Yeah, and then like again, you know, DC. You know, there's a lot of political films that focus on just like if you watch a lot of movies, you would think DC is like super white. If and, you watch, and like, if you watch being there, you can see this the separation. Right. So I like I feel I like and just like DC is so tiny, like people from parts of Maryland and Virginia will say they're from DC because it's so close to each other. That's why they call it the DMV area. You know right. what I mean? So, um, I, I I think you know going to what you're saying. I think, th- I will just put this out there. In my experience, being in like, being around theater folks and poets, I do sometimes worry. Like Saul Williams is kind of that safe hip-hop or i put hip-hop in air quotes when it comes to him that like he's an entry point for some people and a lot of elitist non-hip-hop folks look to him as this kind of like arbiter right to hip-hop and i guess there's so many worse people and i don't want to much say like i have I issues with solomons but i do kind of have i don't you know, i don't because i don't think that he's <clears throat> trying to push forth i was that. well that's what i was getting at it's not it's not even all on him you it, know, it, 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 it's the bigger picture. I was I was getting ready to say. I that. think it's more there. There was there was the blowback of the the label Anticon when they came out. They said that they were elevated hip hop, and I, I I resent that because I think. Yeah, let me tell you, as a black person, I like I, Anticon, I but, do I, too. but but hip hop is elevated already. Yeah. But what were you going to say? I'm sorry. No, because they said they came out with an album that was. Um, it was a play on the NAACP. It was like music for the advancement of hip hop, where it's like the National Association, National Advancement for Colored People. Yeah. And I thought that it's just like, whoa, white and, guys from Maine and and California, like relax. And, and there wasn't there. And wasn't, that's how they came in. Like yeah. they they opened the door. Like hey, music for the advancement of hip hop. Like who the fuck are you? Exactly. And I think that's why LP tore soul to shreds. He did. And then he, cause, did. he did. Because. Rap was all, rap has already been elevated, exactly. and advanced, and before, during, and after. Before, during, and after. Yeah. Before, Ram LZ, Divine Styler, all, white dudes that were way better than those dudes, black dudes that were way better than those yeah. dudes. Also, rap, rap. I don't. This whole this whole thing that 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 rap needs to be elevated has always bothered me. Like you have to add 
That's electric guitar for it to be taken seriously. That's what I'm saying. Or live instrumentation. It's beautiful the way it is. There's nothing that annoys me more when a great hip-hop album is compared to, like, it's the Led Zeppelin. It's like, no. Why can't it be the, like... Compare it to another hip hop album or something like like it's or, always this weird validation or don't, or don't or don't yeah there's this weird yeah. this strange validation that, and that's actually interesting because I was very upset when we get to the Duplass thing yeah uh, Duplass was saying that we should listen to people from across the aisle and treat them as humans one of them being Ben Shapiro Ben Shapiro who last week said rap was not a genre of music that actually which, that tweet was from like six years ago but oh, still it, well, it, it got, it got dug up no, see yeah, I'm yeah, glad yeah, thank yeah. you because yeah. I make assumptions but he still he responded though and he still felt the same way and I still disagree with that and yeah. all Duplass was saying was these people are people and that when he was going through a hard time this dude was nice to him that's all he's saying Okay. It gets to... I'm trying not to... Ju- I just want to jump back to... The, the other issue with the whole Anticon thing is... This was like the kickoff of like message board talking right. and hip-hop. And Anticon fans... I used... To, I was big into that. Going on message board, seeing what people would think. And I was like, yeah. wow. It, I remember my mind being blown. Like, wow, there's white hip-hop fans that... You clearly don't like black people. Yeah. Like, you don't like black music. You don't like blackness. But you like the art that was created by black people. La, 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 Latinos, too. Start, you know, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans were there since day one also. Um, I remember I just couldn't comprehend it. I was like, wait a minute. How do you not like... you? The words you're saying, you really don't like... But I remember expressing this years later when I first met Intume, when we first started hanging out. I was expressing this to him because it, that bled into, like, the jump-off forums and people sure. saying the same stuff. And then he was just like, yeah, but, you know... And Intume was saying, like... But their mothers and fathers could be racist and they could just and they could be around a racist environment and that could bleed into, you know. Yeah, how I they... just I just also I don't think it took a while for black people to be on anticon records. You know. Yeah. That's a whole different thing. And I do I've definitely met friends, met people who who love rap music and only listen to white people. Yeah. And I am like, oh, I get it. You're you're looking for something that seems similar to you. Like I would try to play them like Cav records, and they just wanted to listen to Tobacco or Why. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I guess Tobacco is hip hop. It's rooted in. in I meant I meant Yoni like Wolf or whatever. Before, for, oh yeah. Sure. Sure. Who has a great podcast? The Wandering Wolf is a really great podcast, by the way. If you like this show. That you, you would definitely like that. Um, let me jump into that Ben Shapiro thing only because it's t- it's like I'm a little torn. I'm sure you saw my mannerisms when you were talking about it. It's one of those things like, yeah, sure. This goes back to... I've met, I brought this up on the podcast in the past. I haven't said it recently where it's just like this is where my preaching of indifference comes in. Not so much for Mark Duplass because he didn't deserve all the hate that he got. But when it comes to a guy like Ben Shapiro who... Forget the, like, hey, rap music is an art form. I think at a certain point, when you make a living and you're known for saying hateful, mean-spirited things, I'm indifferent to, like, hey, he's a human, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I just I just keep quiet. It's like, eh. I'm not, eh. It's like, you can't, like, when you make these comments about black youth and how they'll never advance because blah, blah, blah. Or it's just, like... Yeah, I, I'm not I, saying any. E- even if it's true, 
Even if something's true, I'm not going out of my way to defend you because there's probably other people who I do fuck with who could use my help before I, before I, you. And, that, I, and that's kind of my issue. I hear you and yeah. I agree. And some of my thoughts have changed over time. Mm-hmm. I've learned that sometimes being the bigger person sucks. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. sometimes you don't... You know, I was talking to someone, it might have been you, I don't know, that in the movies, what happens when I, in, in the 90s... Van Damme movies, Seagal movies, um, who's canceled, I guess, Stallone movies. When you were the bigger man and you turned your back on the bad guy instead of killing him, what do they always do? Yeah, it's that last minute, like, oh, I'm going to kill you now, and then you have to turn around, and it's like, I gave you a chance. And every time, and that also happens in life. Yeah. And I'm trying to be a bigger person. I've been working so hard in meditation and therapy and bettering myself. I don't want to screw this up, but it's also like, Generally speaking, being a bigger person is cool too, but also, not that I need to tell you this, but don't, still, don't allow yourself to be disrespected because sometimes, unfortunately, being the bigger person Who, can turn you, into like... Yeah, I mean, you gotta let me, you gotta let me finish sorry. this one. Yeah, I was just jumping in there. Because I'm, yeah. I'm saying that I'm working on hearing other people's point of views, and I'm no longer really okay with being disrespected. I'm okay with being the bigger man in situations, but it doesn't mean that it's always actually better. I think it's good to be mature. I think it's good to be kind. I think it's good to listen. I think it's good to not jump to conclusions, to respond in anger, to to hear something upsetting and go, and then respond. Mm. Of course. Being shitted on doesn't help you either. Turning the other cheek is, is okay sometimes. Yeah. But it doesn't always have to be okay. Yeah. And I'm not saying people should go around being disrespected. In fact, I have different levels that I'm willing to accept of people talking to me at this point. Right. The second someone gets very aggressive, I now say, look, if you're going to be this way, this isn't a conversation anymore and I can't talk to you. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is I hear you. And being the, being, also being the bigger person has not helped anyone on the left wing. Like... Democrats have been trying to be the bigger person, but the Republicans keep on changing the rules. And I'm not trying mm. to get too political because I'm not really happy with liberals or conservatives right now. Sure, but me, and, especially black conservatives, I, I have no t- like that. Like that's the one thing, which is kind of ironic. It almost backtracks everything you were just saying. But I, I literally, I have like no patience, no time for conservatives who look like me nowadays I let me specify only because they keep preaching hey black people we don't all have to be liberals we don't have to be uh, de- democrats which is true that's a thousand percent true but they keep saying stop with this group thing stop with this pack mentality but all of the prominent black conservatives all literally think exactly the same from Candace Owen to um, Armand White to whoever to all these people they all think the same to who, who are the who are the two Middle-aged UPN black women with the stripper names Diamond and Silk, the aunties. Stop. They're, they're all the same. They Stop. all the okay. the two crows in from Dumbo. Stop it. They're, no, I'm not stopping. Okay. Shit. I, I told you I got no patience. But anyway, look, you can clearly see I'm getting worked up. L- l- listen, l- l- listen to Scott. Scott was uh, he he was more on point. But so what I'm trying to say is, I think I don't think Ben Shapiro is a nice dude. I wouldn't want to have a beer with him, and oh, I have a lot of problems with what he has to say. What Duplass was saying was that he helped him out during a difficult time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes shitty people or people you think are shitty help you out, and you're just like, oh, this person's a person, 
and I agree with the statement of his statement, which was, listen to people that you disagree with. Listen to what they have to say. You don't have to sure. agree with them. Oh, no. I listen to so many political podcasts with people I don't disagree with, so I can understand Same. Same. what they're saying, because I'm tired of people telling me what the thoughts of other people are. Yes. I'd rather listen to their thoughts. People have been saying all these things about Jordan Peterson, and I'm going to... Um, not say too much because yeah. Jordan Peterson fans are very sensitive and I don't really want to have an argument with them right now. But They're incels, so, you know. Some, of, some, of, some of them are. That they can be very sensitive. And they got a lot of pent-up uh, stuff, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But... I was like, everyone's telling me what I'm supposed to think about Jordan Peterson on both sides. I have friends who are like, Jordan Peterson is the most genius person since Carl Jung, which I'm, which, which is like, uh, I think there have been pretty genius people since Carl Jung. There's a huge gap. There's a huge gap, and and I really like Carl Jung. So when you say Carl Jung, my ears perk up. Yeah. And then there's people that are telling me that he's that he's a Nazi, that he's the devil. I'm like, all right. So I'm gonna listen, and I listen, and I'm like, all right. I under, I hear which I, I can now make my own decision about yes, what you course, have to of say. Of course, of course. And I think we can talk about that another time because you have to be very. The thing is, though, his fans are so virulently loving him. You have to be very careful with every word you use. Sort of like, sort of like Woody Allen defenders that if you don't use the right words about his relationship with Sun Yi and the relationship with Mia Farrow and all these things, you can't even get to your premises without saying everything correctly sure or you get yelled at or told you're part of the lynching of Woody Allen and I gotta tell you people you Woody Allen defenders don't call it lynching yeah please don't like that's that you already you already make me feel like you you are missing the point when you're saying that if you're trying to say that this person is being unfairly persecuted that's one thing but don't use the word lynching. There's better words, I think. Someone should have told that to the makers of uh, First Purge. Yo, I have, so ma- I have so many issues with the First Purge, dude, because yeah. when you told me how upset you were about it yesterday, I went and um, ran to go see it in Bay Ridge, which may not have been the best place to see it. Um, uh, I lived in Bay Ridge for two years. I mean, I, I, I only know of it when I lived there. But based on like what my dad, an old school New Yorker, was like, Bay Ridge is different now. But I, I get, I get what you're, what, 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 what you're getting at. What? Oh, did you go to the Alpine Cinema? Yeah. What other movie theater is there in Bay Ridge? True. That's Alpine. where I saw the first John Wick at the Alpine. Alpine's a great movie theater that I've been going to since the first. You know what the first movie I went to see there? What's that? Billy Madison. Oh wow, that's going back. My dad, rest in peace, drove me and my friends there to watch it and he picked us up because it wasn't playing at my local movie theater and we all wanted to see it nice yeah I miss my dad yeah of course it just happens yeah I had this really interesting I went to this sound healing thing in Vermont last week Mm -hmm. and I spoke to some people and did a lot of meditation I'm working I'm working on my relationship to my ancestors trying to do that healthfully Mm mm-hmm which is all to say, this episode, all this stuff is like, all this shit's happening. It's like, do you ever, when you get outraged, when one gets outraged, do you think about why you're outraged? Do you look at the facts and go, this is reasonable? Because I, I was looking, I was, when, when we decided to, to do this episode instead of, instead of releasing the Sorry to Bother You episode, which is excellent. I, I think you guys are really going to like it. 
I'm like, all right, well, so yesterday James Gunn gets canceled. The Rock, this week, The Rock gets derided for being in a movie as a person with a disability without having a disability. Yeah. People are really upset about this Duplass guy for simply saying, listen to, listen to people you disagree with. Yeah. He had to apologize for saying, listen to people you disagree with. Yeah. He's a good dude, I can tell. He's not a bad man. Yeah. The Duplass brothers? No. Hey, you make the Puffy Chair, you're good in my book uh, I mean, the forever. Puffy, the Puffy Chair is a good movie. He was hella good <laughs> in Gladiator Season 2. Weird show. Mm. Yo, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, the new one, mm-hmm. was kind of awesome. Oh, okay. I couldn't sleep last night, so I watched it. Oh. oh. I've been watching a lot. I, through Vern's reviews, I watched Tomb Raider, which actually brings me back to the She-Ra thing, because people, oh, kidding, yeah. people got really upset about Tomb Raider because they said that this actress wasn't busty enough to play Lara Croft. Yeah. And it's just like, yo, do you hear to yourselves? Someone brought... The, the funniest tweet was someone was just like, 1985, who's she 2018. You ruined She-Ra, which is true. It's like people are so bored. I think people are bored. Don't some. And you know what I think too when you were talking about Mark Duplass like apologizing? You know what I think the first step in doing is not apologizing. Yeah, I For, for certain shit. For certain shit. Right. I, re- I remember talking to my mom after uh, what's her face? The red-haired actress who Jessica ha- Chastain. No. Oh. I like uh anyways I, I have no issue with Jessica Chastain. No, I mean, yeah, I thought, you just said red-haired actress. No. I'm talking about outrage, I thought. Kathy Griffin? Kathy... Cat, oh, oh, Kathy Griffin. She, she, the one who, who had, like, the head of Donald Kathy Trump Griffin, and stuff? Yeah, yeah, Kathy Griffin. My mom was like, it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, actually, I think the problem is that she apologized. Absolutely. She, she's a comedian. The thing is, she, I don't think she was aware of that people were going to be upset. Yeah. But if you're going to make a political comment, which is... Which, and I th- actually think her comment was offensive and... Unkind, don't apologize. Don't, don't apologize. apologize. We're Look gonna get Nugent. He threatened to shoot Obama in the head with like hollow points or whatever. Yeah. From, and like he didn't apologize. He didn't apologize. Pe- don't don't if you if you're standing by your conviction, don't apologize. Absolutely. Or, or just or, or apologize, but only apologize if you mean it. Mm-hmm. Jay Duplass was it Jay Duplass or Mark Duplass? It was Mark. Mark did nothing wrong. He shouldn't have had to apologize. He said, "Listen to people," and he has to apologize. My, Michael, <laughs> That's the thing. It gives Michael, power. B, Michael B. Jordan uh, went, went on a boat ride with white women in Italy. Yeah. Now I don't know if you noticed, it's mostly white women in Italy. Yeah, but then there's those comments like, "Don't say that black people are everywhere." Like, there's always there some are issue. there are, but like at a certain point, do we have to go against our logic to not offend people? And this goes this goes to the left and the right because this week it was both everybody, and I'm just tired of people saying you're a snowflake until you're like, "Oh well, I'm going to kneel for the for the national anthem," or you're a snowflake until Shira, who's a 12 year old girl. Oh, I don't know. She. In, in this in series, this, in this series, she's twelve or thirteen. Ew, that's disgusting. I didn't know that much detail. She's that makes a teenager. It even more... She's Ew. a teenager. So why should she be developed? That's weird. And people are like, oh well, well we should be able to have sexy superheroes. Okay, we should also be able to have teenagers who are fucking teenagers. And also, the show is is not for grown men. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. I actually sometimes get upset. This, this is going to be very unpopular. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't even know. No, fuck it. I'm going to say the things Please. I feel. Sometimes the brony culture makes me really uncomfortable. The, 
the the male fans of My Little Pony who are like grown men who go to conventions and stuff. I'm like, yo, you're... Say no more. And and I think it's beautiful for some people because some people have found the new My Little Pony show to be really powerful and... And a lot of people with disabilities, a lot of a lot of people on the spectrum, yeah. love the show. And I'm not trying to take away that, but let's not forget who the audience the show is for. Yeah. The show is for young girls, yeah. and yeah. It, it could be possible that at a convention for young girls, having a lot of grown men might make people uncomfortable. That's why I was reacting the way I did. You know what I'm saying? I know. And so you're so we're getting all upset about a show, Shira. Which I'm going to watch because the creator of that show has this comic book called Lumberjanes, which is like one of the most fun comic books I've read. Yeah. You left out also, which has been bugging me in a weird way, because I don't like necessarily coming to the defense of this person, but it's no mystery that, like, you know, Scarlett Johansson stepped down from this role where she was supposed to play this trans person. And it's like, so I get that. Because, like, trans people, let them be represented by playing themselves. Sure two problems and I'll be real quick about it one is and I'm sure since the day since day one people have been annoyed and offended and displeased about something but I don't remember in recent years anyone being upset with men playing trans people from Jared Leto to Jeffrey Tambor I'm sure there was I'm sure there was but at but at the rate that Scarlett Johansson got it it goes back to that like women are easy and it's rooted there, in that there actually was a lot of controversy oh. that Jeffrey Tambor played but I'd like to think person. he won it over, like, because he won a war. Like, I found more people happy about transparent than not. And I think it goes, it's rooted in the whole man-woman thing. Like, think about when, when you were growing up. You tried more shit with your mother than you tried with your dad. And I think that's kind of what it's rooted in. Like, you'll talk back to your mom long before you'll talk back to your dad. You try to get over on your mom before you try to get over your dad. And also, the, the, the second part is, I got into a little rabbit hole of, like, investigating comments on, say, Reddit or facebook and twitter and a lot of people are now doing this thing comparing like i i uh read i i, I forgot that the it's it's a pretty incredible true story i was looking into it but they were just like they should cast um who's the heavy set lesbian actress from orange is the new black should play that part i know who you're talking and about. my issue is well wait a minute lesbian and she's still a woman so why aren't you mad at this woman well, versus and I, and I understand the I look, and you, I get, but I it's, you, like, it's, just, it's more about the look. I think, I think that, yeah, which is which is kind of cool. It's like then make if, if it's about Scarlett Johansson being traditionally attractive, just be honest, because it's like because what because what I heard initially when she first got the role when she was in, people were just mad that it was Scarlett Johansson. No, uh, p- people were mad that it was a woman. Period. It wasn't yeah. even about Scarlett. And then she steps down and pe- hey, this other woman should play. It's like ah, uh, I think that's a little no, corny. no. A trans person now that now that this has happened, a trans person should play yeah the character. Yes. And I don't think yes. there's and I think that's it. Yeah. And if Scarlett Johansson heard the criticism and then responded, then you know well, they're making the remake of Hellboy, and one of the characters that got the job was for an Asian character and he didn't know and when he heard he he's, he was like alright uh, I'm gonna take myself out of the movie oh, wow. and Daniel Day Kim got the job any, instead oh. and that is really cool I'm not saying that the thing is I'm not saying that these things aren't issues that there aren't really pressing issues I, let's, let's talk about the rock thing for a second sure you know from what I've read because I haven't seen it mm-hmm that Skyscraper is one of the most body-positive films about a person with a physical disability mm-hmm. ever. 
but not like the best movie. That's what, that, yeah, that's kind of what I'm hearing. That that it's kind of like, oh, I have this disability, and it's not the movie isn't about it. He doesn't use it, and people and people are are applauding him. And I've read a bunch of articles by people with disabilities saying how this movie and Don't Worry You Won't Get Far on Foot are both dealing with these issues in different ways and that this one was more sensitive mm-hmm. than the new Gus Van Zandt movie. Right. Which is, uh, he won't get far on foot. Mm-hmm. And then people are just getting really mad at, at The Rock that he's not disabled. Yeah. And The Rock is like, I hear you. Let's work towards the future. because well, it's, it's The Rock. And he seems to be... He's one of those few guys, like, in, in wrestling. Nobody dislikes The Rock. And in pro wrestling, even the nice... Everyone's got for the most part has some kind of an enemy right. and he's famous for being one of the it's like it's like him Chris Jericho guys like that are like have no pretty much no enemies in, 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 in wrestling and so that makes sense that it's, it's it's just like okay let's talk about it like he's been very cool about it he met with uh, some union or some group of folks who like represent like disabled folks you know um, behind the scenes or whatever and he had a nice meeting with them. So, yeah, I mean, it was you who pointed the positivity. It's like, yeah, but there's like, it's 50-50. There are some people who are happy with the representation and happy with The Rock, you know, because I think some people, being realist, The Rock's going to sell a movie. And, and, and unfortunately, well, whatever. Well, there are people... When it comes to studio film, you want to sell the movie. You need a name. There, so, there are people you know. who are saying that, <clears throat> guys, there's this crazy thing. It's called two things being true at the same time. And nuance, yeah. right? Yeah. So people are saying it would be nice to have some famous actors that have physical disabilities. That being said, this movie represents my people in a way that I like. Yeah. That those are the statements that I'm reading. And I'm going and also I'm going to watch this movie, which is a movie that I wasn't going to watch. Because yeah. I, I try to only watch two rock movies a year. Because I, I love The Rock. He's one of my favorite action heroes. Nice. My, my, my real f- new favorite action hero is Batista, but we're going to get there. Yeah. Because this, this episode's action-packed, and we're going to do our best to get to everything. Yeah. But also, we don't really have time constraints, so we can do whatever. I just feel that there should be more disability awareness in film. There should, and we should, we should hire more people. You know, we should. The Farrelly brothers did a really good job of always hiring people with disabilities to play people with disabilities, Mm -hmm. and make fun of themselves. And because because people make fun of themselves, Mm -hmm. and I'm so glad they did that. Mm -hmm. You know, something about Mary is still a movie that just just eats at my heart. It was also one of the last good movies I saw with my dad, but mm-hmm. the kindness in which they treated those characters. Yeah. You know? Not just, uh, you know, me, myself, and Irene. Um, even, because uh, the guy would like, even for, like, alopecia, like the guy yeah. who had alopecia he made fun of himself. And, he, you know, a movie that I don't like at all, but still, the one character in Shallow Hell, who's also in something about Mary. He's the guy that um, Ben Stiller's moving his furniture. Yeah, I just thought Shallow Hell was the was the beginning of a bad 
a bad run for the yeah. Farley brothers. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber 2 is, is a lot funnier. Than I still haven't seen it. I'm just taking my time. It's been four years and I'm taking my time uh, with it, but I'll get around to seeing it. I rewatched MacGruber this week because we've been talking about it. Yeah. I love that movie. Yo, who... Oh, man. So former guest of the show, literally yesterday, Rob Cotto was watching MacGruber and he was texting me about... He was like live texting me as he was watching it. So it's funny it comes up again. So I would like to invite you and Rob to watch um, That's My Boy With Me sometime this summer. Okay, that's fine. I'll buy sure. a six-pack, some cold ones. Sure. Um, Saison DuPont. Sure. It's my favorite beer. I was thinking of, of like... Moon. Shot Cup. Can we, can we talk about it off air? Sure. I don't want to I just want to... people to know what beers I like. Okay. Belgian citrusy. <laughs> no, like you that. like Belgian citrusy beers. Those yeah. are all really good. I, yeah. I like wheat beers. I like I like sour wheat beers. I really like a Berliner Weiss. Mm-hmm. I, my classic go to is a is a Newcastle Brown Ale. I don't know why. It's just mm-hmm. so delicious. Mm-hmm. But at a at a bar, I usually get a Guinness or, mm-hmm. well, this in this weather, I might get a a, a light IPA. Mm-hmm. But it's besides the point, man. Yeah, I'm. But yeah, I just I really want you guys to see that movie, and I think the only way I'm gonna get you to do it is to watch it with me. And I okay. just want to say, Tomb Raider was a lot better than I expected, so thank you, Vern. And because of Vern, I watched this movie called Escape from 2012, mm-hmm. who from the guy who directed Tomb Raider, starring the actress who plays Armistice in Westworld. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. And it's about this girl in the Black Plague. I watched seven Black Plague movies this week. Mm. Do you want to guess Jeez. which ones? I can't even... There's the most famous one. What? Uh, Bill and Ted's oh, no. Bogus Jewelry. Oh, fair enough. Also known as uh, Seventh Seal. Yeah. Is a black, uh, <laughs> yeah. Season of the Witch. Uh-huh. The Paul Verhoeven movie with Rudger Hauer and Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh, yeah. Um, shit. Yeah, where they take over the kingdom. And, uh, oh man, this is going to kill me. Can you look that movie up? Because I'm going to. But go ahead. But what, what else? Or you can look it up as I'm. Anyway. On airplane. Right, right, right. Recording. Um, there's that. that, that uh, the guy Flesh from. Flesh and Blood. Sorry. Flesh and Blood. The guy from, from Game of Thrones was in a movie called Black Death. That was really good. Mm hmm. And this movie Escape, which was totally awesome. You gotta check it out. Mm. It's it's like an hour and a half, just really fast. It's it's sort of like it's got some Valhalla Rising vibes. Oh well. And it's so it's 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 a few years after the Black Plague and it's sort of a western pretty much. Mm. And the the actress who plays Armistice kills this girl's family mm-hmm. and takes her kidnap kidnaps her and is like I got people did some whack shit to me in the during the plague, and I want some kids, but I can't have kids, so you're gonna have my kids. Wow! And then she's like, "Nah, B," and it's awesome. Wow, that's intense. It's so good, dude. Wow! I just I I just have to say that that thank you so much for recommending me Vern's reviews on films because he's so in line with with our with what we like. Yeah, I, I agree. From you know from. Like Kurosawa re- to, you know, Van Damme. Like, he crosses yeah. the, you know... And I actually ordered some of his books. Nice. 
Because why not? I feel like if I, you know, if you write a book, why not buy it? Yeah. So we have a bunch of stuff to to go. I just I just really wanted to talk about that because I really like that movie. Yeah. Um, we did The Rock. We did Shiro. We did Michael B. Jordan. We got and then we got Purge and James Gunn. And I guess we could talk about Ant Man too, but um, should we do James Gunn? Yes. Yeah, talk about James Gunn. So so many years ago, James Gunn on Twitter said really gross um, macabre jokes mm-hmm. but but clearly jokes mm-hmm. this week Pete Cernovich that's his name yeah decided to do a hit piece Pete Cernovich being famous for creating Pizzagate and being in my opinion a garbage human being yeah and then started unearthing these tweets and then Disney in like 10 seconds fired him from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah, yeah. And I first off want to say I don't really defend his tweets because they were gross. Sure. They were 10 years ago and he apologized. And this new outrage culture where it's it's one thing to fire... If, if it was a Me Too allegation and they said... Which is what I thought it was. Because like... I went to the movies. I went to go see Equalizer two, which is pretty good, by the way. So I don't, I, come I, don't of, I don't see that as an, yeah, I could see that. So then I come out before I go into uh, Black Purge. There's uh, James Gunn is trending, and when any time a man is trending, now I'm like, oh shit, what did you do? And then I started reading, and I was like, oh, that what? But yeah, I do, I think that when a Me Too allegation comes out, I think it is smart to. Just put things on hold until you get more information. Yes. I think that, I think... There's people who have an issue, who would have an issue with you saying that, though, too, which is so scary. I fucked up. I believe there, I believe there are two options when you hear a Me Too allegation. Mm -hmm. You can either believe it, because we want to believe women. That's, yes, that's true. And give them the benefit of the doubt. And, or, and, or two... Just wait to hear more information right. to understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because, not to say that it's, it's very difficult to prove sexual assault, sexual harassment, yeah. sexual misconduct. So you could say, oh, well, this, this will never be brought up in court, so now it's all court of public opinion. But I just think in certain situations, just, just waiting. So I, if I were Disney... And James Gunn had a Me Too thing. I would say, we're going to suspend you until we get more information. Mm. Not Which is nec- what I was getting at. To not clear necessarily up. fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I'm sorry. That's what I wanted to clip. It's not like when there's an allegation, it's like, I did my, what my tone was suggesting, just this is for folks listening, some folks, it's not like... Well, I'll believe it when I get more evidence. Until then, it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, let's... You said this. Did you do that? Let's look at it. Like, that's what I mean. It's not like... I take it very so, seriously. You know, I take yeah, it very yeah, seriously. Yeah. Take it serious. Just don't condemn right away. But take it serious. And that's possible. That, that, that It's like the normal thing to do. Like, it, it's weird that we're even having this conversation. But... And then I find out that, that they just just got rid of him and I think there's going to be some tremendous legal ramifications for this and it's also just to go back to, to many months ago 
and I'm sure I'm going to get flack for this. I don't think they should have fired Roseanne. That's another indifferent thing for me. Same. I just think it was shitty what she said, and she apologized, and I think because if we just fire people because we don't like them and they say upsetting things and they have politics different from us, then it allows other things like what happened yesterday. Right. This, this was an attack on James Gunn because he doesn't like Donald Trump. Yeah. Yep. And now we're not going to get Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which sucks. Well, we're not going to get it. Look, the Disney Marvel thing is a machine. We're not going to get it directed by James Gunn. No, and it's just funny that they're the arbiter of offense when they made, like, Dumbo. Yeah. And lots, 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 lots of, of offensive shit. shit. Lots of shit. Even, even the, the princess, the... There were, I, I, I saw some problems with the, with the Black Disney Princess movie. I never saw it. There yeah, was, the Prince and the Frog. Yeah, there were some issues there. Mm-hmm. And so I just think... And I really love that that Bautista came to James Gunn's defense. Yeah, yeah, of course. And he's a guy. That, I mean, again, going back to wrestlers, he's another one who like. It's not about he doesn't care. He just doesn't hold certain things back. Like, the last time, and it might very well be the last time he came back to wrestling, he had some behind the scenes issues with a lot of the wrestling fans with Triple H and with Stephanie McMahon and he didn't hold back uh, his opinions. This is going back a few... This is going back to, like, the first Guardians movie. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that he wouldn't, you know, speak up. I mean, I mean, the, 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 you know, you know, the, the, this is a guy who, like, took shots at the McMahon family, which, like, you don't want to do if you're in the world of wrestling, or, like, a, uh, a on-the-surface, conveniently beloved guy like Manny Pacquiao, who Batista was just like, oh, you think this way about lesbians well I was raised by lesbians I don't play that shit I'll kick your ass like this is so it makes sense that he would you know speak out you know you make you make a series of movies with people you grow a friendship you get a relationship with people and they become friends and you know and yeah, he, but he's a stand up and guy. he brought levity to Guardians of the Galaxy yeah he is he's a trauma success story yeah. and I think he's a good dude I don't I think his jokes were stupid yeah. I think provocative jokes about rape and child molestation are not okay if you're not a comedian. I think if you're a comedian, then you have to figure out how to tell those jokes in, in a yeah, way. Yeah. I just, I'm so afraid that in this new world of, of outrage and insensitive that, that comedians aren't going to be able to... The reason I think why you and I love comedy and battle rap so much is because people can just still say whatever they want to say. I'm just... Man... This is also I can't I can't wait I can wait until like the wrong outside of the culture person comes across that king of the dot or URL battle and then like wait a minute what and then now they're they're and then that 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 shit's gonna get shut down it's totally possible I don't I don't think so because I mean I don't I think battle rap only has such high a ceiling and I think every time that it's tried to go past the ceiling it hasn't. And sure. we'll, we'll see what sure. happens when Body actually gets a a wide release. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I know, I know. I'm just laughing. I mean, at the, yeah. it was it was huge at TIFF last year. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I want to see it. I want to yeah. see it because, you know, I've loved. Can we cancel Disaster though? I'd like that to happen. 
he's uncancelable. Yeah, he's very much like the president. He's so he can just sort of say whatever he wants, and yeah. and people are just like, oh well, he just says whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Yo, before we go into the purge, mm-hmm. that's that's I feel like what we're about to go into, right? Mm-hmm. Yo, do you remember? The Arnold Schwarzenegger zombie mood piece, Maggie? Look, I mean, it was only a couple years ago. It wasn't that long ago. I just forgot about it, and then I thought about it recently. And mm-hmm. I was like, that movie's kind of awesome. It is not bad, and also because it reminds me of two movies I love very much differently. But it reminds me of... Uh, Potty Pool? No, no, not even. It reminds really? me. No, it reminds me of the very end of Shaun of the Dead. It reminds me of Trouble Every Day, and that oh, there's this guy. I love shit. this. I love this Stop. person. You're yeah, killing, you're, that's yeah. amazing. I love this person. They're fucked up and now a zombie, but I can't bring it in me to to kill them. I have to protect them from themselves and me, but I still love that person. Yeah, like I, I saw. I just yeah, came up yeah. with a crazy idea. What's that? I one. I think we really do need to start a Patreon, mm-hmm. and if someone would like to help us start that, that'd be really great, because yeah. even, even though the cool like things we've been doing where people have been PayPaling us or whatever to do, sure. to do an episode, I think we could reach a wider audience and do some cooler stuff, yeah. but I think we should, I think we should uh, start a film festival. That's Zebra, that. Zebra's Fest. Yeah. Like a two-day thing of, of double features that we just put together. That's a good idea. And triple I, features, in fact. Like, if we can find, like, the 80-minute-ish movies, triple right. features are good. But I have, like, imagine, like, me and you somehow got, like, two theaters, two, two, two um, screens, not two theaters, and just had a two-day thing where you come and you know that you're going to watch a lot of movies and that there will be discussion and beers. I think Sounds we should good. do Zebra's Fest. Obviously, 2018 is probably not reasonable, but... Uh, Planning in 2018 is though. Oh yeah, and we then, can we can maybe talk. Anthology Film Archives has great prices. I mean, for my 30th birthday, I rented out the. Yeah, I'd like to do theater. a thing. I think there's a few people that we could talk to, because, you know, you you were talking about your idea on last week's episode, which will actually come out next week about sorry to bother you yeah. about all the all the possible influences. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that would be a really yeah. cool thing, and I'll talk to you off air about that. Yeah. I might have to delete that tweet now because I'd rather keep it for us than you know. I th- I mean I actually I actually it. was thinking like oh he's revealing too much of his hand, but sure. I understand why. Sure. Which is I don't remember why I brought this up, but I think it would be cool to have like a fest where like oh these are these things and like oh let's let's watch Trouble Every Day and Maggie. Yeah. That'd be a dope ass double feature that no one would do unless you're like hey we're gonna have this cool day. Where we're just gonna watch movies like a summer camp. Yeah. You come in at nine. You leave at nine. Maybe there's maybe there's some food, some shows, you know. Nice. Um, some za. Definitely some za. Yeah. And yeah, okay. So, I'm going to the movies with them too. May yesterday. Mm-hmm. Went to see the remastered version of Wanda. A movie you you made famous again. That we talked about. I, no, I'm just giving you credit. Thank for, you. Uh, yeah. We talked about it on the first episode of Zebras, mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen it since I lived with them too many. No, I think I tried to watch it a little bit on YouTube, but the YouTube version is 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 really bad. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think it's I think it's in my top ten of films. Mm. 
it's one of the most beautiful, heartbreaking, slow films of that time, and it tells a story. And as we got out, you texted me, like, hey, do you want to see Black Purge? Yeah. And I was like, should, it's called First Purge for anyone right. who's confused. And I was like, to me, do you want to see Black Purge? And he was like, come on, Black Purge? We're not calling it that. Turns I was out like, that is what it is, though. And so, so I chose against it, but then when I got home, you were texting me about how incensed you were, so I ran to see it. And would you like, do you want to, do you want to give a little intro or? Sure. It, it's, it's, I guess a prequel or just like the origin story of what the purge is, which. Oh, what one, I, once, I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you. There will be spoilers for the first purge. Yeah. And there will be spoilers for the purge series. Yeah. And should we explain the Purge series a little? Well, that's what I was getting. Basically, oh, like in, in a, it's just like, it's this not necessarily in the future future, but the whole premise of of the Purge series is for a twelve hour period from sundown to sunup, uh, all crime is legal in in America because the whole idea it's the scientific thing where like, if people have one day, technically a half day, to just release all their anger, it'll make the world a better place. Um, I believe this is the fourth Purge. Yeah, so there, there was the first. Uh, and I like the purge. I don't. I don't. I didn't necessarily like the the, the first one. There's the first, pur- first, the first purge. one was that one with Ethan Hawke. Yes. Yes. And Liv Tyler, or that's a different movie. No, Liv Tyler is uh, the other movie. The other purge. The the other. Really know that Funny like, Games too. Yeah, I was about to say it's more like Funny Games meets the Purge yeah, or something. Yeah, the sightseers or the the something. But then the other two purge movies were fun in it and entertaining, and there was some continuity. Uh, but then this one is about the origins. It's about, like, the first Purge, hence the title of the movie. Yeah. And the whole idea is, like, they're trying to be socially conscious and political because the first Purge took place in the Stapleton Park Hill area of Staten Island where people are lower income, so they feel like, hey, if we... So they take a lot of the residents from these neighborhoods, they give them one-on-one interviews, and then they offer them $5,000 if you participate in the Purge, and it's, you know, playing off of, hey, when poor people are poor, they're desperate for anything. Um, and the whole cast, is it's predominantly black and Latino. And throughout the film, it's just clear what they're trying to do. They're trying to capitalize on the current political racial yeah. climate. Um, it's like, I don't know, imagine the music video. Oh, see, I, I might be selling this to some people, but it's like, it, it's like imagine like this is America for like 80-something minutes. Like they're just trying too hard no, but, to be, you know. Yeah, if I may. And in, I mean that in a negative way, though. Right. If May, may I put yeah, a course. couple, two pieces yeah. in? I, you know, so I did notice with The Last Purge, I was like, oh, this movie is sort of, I don't think at first it was banking on it, but it's sort of becoming a symbol of this new world of, Violence porn of, yeah. of yeah. Re- reality TV eventually turning into to violence, to to Black Lives Matter to yeah. wokeness yeah. to stuff of that nature, but I found this one. Even and there was a black director, and I think they were trying to mm-hmm. cater cater to this field and try to make a film about it. But I just felt that. That they were using the tragedy of black loss, yes, in a way that that made me feel dirty. I Absolutely. thought I thought it was like, oh, we're telling this woke parable, yeah. And I want to go deep into it. So the government decides that they're they're going to try out this new thing 
that they're gonna and that they're testing in Staten Island. Yeah. As we all know, where Eric Garner was was killed by the police. Yes. Uh, for those of y'all who don't know who Eric Garner was, he was a man who was allegedly selling cigarettes in Staten Island. Like the worst case scenario, let's say he was. I'll, I'll get there, my yeah, friend. Yeah. I'll get there, my friend. And he was stopped by the cops, and selling selling loose cigarettes is not an arrestable offense. It's a summonsable offense. It's not something to. And then he was being choked by an officer, and he said, "I can't breathe." I can't breathe, and he died. Yeah, and the officer did no time. Yep, that it, they said that it was okay, mm-hmm. and they said that he was resisting arrest. But again, I'm not a genius of the law, but I know that if you're re- resisting arrest for something that isn't arrestable, is a choke slam the appropriate response? Yeah, no, no, mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah. It's not the appropriate yeah. response. And his daughter died a few years later, and I know that... No, that not even a few years, like a year, like super recent. Well, I th- a re- the Eric Garner thing was a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, I'm And just she saying, died, yeah. I yeah. think, a year ago. Yeah, yeah. And um, Shaka King, friend of the show, wonderful director, mm-hmm. he did, if you want to cry, he did, he did a great... I'll link to that on the show, on the show notes. Mm-hmm. I think we should start doing linking on show notes a little more. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying trying to just, you know, I want to take us to a new level. We've been trying some new audio levels, so guys, let us know how the 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 most recent episodes sound. And he did a really great interview with her about how she can't have Thanksgiving with her dad, and it yeah. fucked me up. Yeah. And so, yeah, so the purge Marissa Tomei, who I do love. Mhm. They decide this they decide to do this Experiment in Staten Island where yeah. for for twelve hours all crime is legal, and as it's going on, there's some drug dealers, there's some families, and most people are not with it. Yeah, because most people are like oh, I want to just kill people, and then you find out that they're manipulating the system yeah. and having people coming in and killing people and starting violence and inciting riots and. Yeah. Pushing forth this, this this narrative that people are violent and we need to do this to, to create control. Yeah. And there's yeah there's a whole bunch of shit that really that really 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 upset me. But I'd like to hear a, a little bit of your thoughts about some stuff. Yeah, I I think it's uh, race porn, just like how there's like poverty porn. There's this, um, yeah. Like there's a scene where these white supremacist guys. Uh, walk into a black church and shoot up a church like yeah. you know and i just think um <coughs> excuse me not 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 to be like all uppity or whatever well i am uppity but um i just think the charleston shooting and i think you know cases back in the 90s where there was that guy in texas who got dragged uh to his death in the back of a pickup truck and there's a scene in purge that mimics that also i just I think mean, that's, I, that's, I just think incidents like that are bigger than just a reference in a really stupid ass movie which yeah. is what first purge it is. was actually that that death of that gentleman in texas and the 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 gay kid who who was left outside of a matthew shepherd yeah. matthew shepherd those two killings are actually what changed hate crime law in mm-hmm. america yeah. and the person who killed the black gentleman was was unapologetic till his death 
he was given the electric chair because mm-hmm. he said that he was starting the Turner Diaries over. Mm-hmm. The Turner Diaries being this racist ass, futuristic novel about what happens when guns are taken away, and then the, these white these white families take over the government again by killing the Jews and the blacks. And he ordered like thirty cheeseburgers and a bunch of Pizza Hut and a whole bunch of other shit for his last meal, mm-hmm. and didn't eat any of it. And oh, he's so okay. so. Not only is he the reason why there's hate crime laws, he's also the reason why people don't get to choose whatever they want as the last meal. Oh, what a fucking asshole! I didn't know that. Yeah, Fuck that. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, it's it's all types of fucked up. And what what there's another scene in the movie that just that just really felt bad and exploitative when the, when they're going to when they're going to rocket launcher the neighborhood. Yeah. So, are you at all familiar with the Philly... Oh, move. Well, I was going to get to that whole okay. thing, too. Yeah, that was another... Th- just The bigger picture is, yeah, in um, the early in, 80s, there was in a... In 1985, yeah. the cops in Philadelphia were having a... What's that thing where... Two, a standoff. Standoff, yeah. With this black liberation group called Move, and they had had a beef in 78 as well that was violent. And this culminated in in them dropping a bomb in West Philadelphia yeah burning I think 65 70 houses yeah five children died six adults died one cop died yeah and there's there's a documentary about it called let it burn yep or let the fire burn no let it's called uh yeah let 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 the fire burn and then uh earlier years before that there was another documentary on it was just called move uh yeah it was a made-for-TV uh, documentary, but it's really gritty and raw, and that's actually up in full on YouTube if, if you want to see it. Um, but, yeah, so it's that, too. And, again, that's another thing, these massive major events. And just so people... I, I don't just think this about issues that have to do with black people, whether it's, like, Judaism, Asian, Latino, any kind of, like, serious thing. I just... The older I get, I just have issues with it being, like, a little footnote or a little checkoff in 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 like a stupid movie, and I just think that's kind of what it came down to with the first purge. Um, and I, I I'm I'm gonna get really real here for a second, and, and a lot of people don't want to admit this. Some people think it too, but I just think because of representation, I think when it comes to marginalized folks or unrepresented people. The minute they get this one chance to be represented on a major platform, they just accept it. And I think, like, because I'm seeing a lot of people of color are fucking with The Purge. And I think it has to do with the fact, like, oh, there's black people on the big screen in a movie theater. Oh, I like it. And and they're they're just too easily satisfied. And And that's really the bigger problem for me. It's like, hey, it's like all black cast it's a black led there's a black female hero in, in in you know in the movie a black director and it's touching on you know all the is- issues of today it hit all the checkpoints i'm sold and it's just kind of like no don't 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 just accept shit just because it's like oh black people in a mainstream movie like don't just be so easily yeah. you know like swayed or or go see sorry to bother you or go see sorry to bother you yeah cuz cuz i mean we'll talk more about our feelings about it but it's still a movie that, in my opinion, <clears throat> encourages positivity and doesn't use the tragedy of people to, to, to be a jumping point. 
Right. And just so you know, Sorry to Bother You is playing at the very same theaters that The First Purge is playing at. So there's no excuse. Because, you know, years ago when I was into like the black art house films and I was trying to push these and it's kind of like, you know what? My Brother's Funeral or Ashes and Embers or whatever. Those aren't the easiest movies to come by. So I get it. But now, but even then, that necessarily wasn't the greatest excuse. So you could still find and stream it on Amazon. But now you've got something like Sorry to Bother You. Um playing in the screen right next to the first purge yeah. and, and and it's not to say you can't see both but it's like if you got time for the first purge you i i'd, I'd like to see people make time for sorry to bother you if if that's gonna be yeah it. i mean i don't like every movie about jews sure of course because because people are heterogeneous man yeah it's it's yeah. we're complicated yeah. and yeah and going back to... Going, so the movie that I saw... Actually, the movie that I saw before, a mindless action movie, I saw. I did a little double feature. I saw e- e- uh, e- Equalizer 2. There's all these little moments where Antoine Fuqua... And also, given who Denzel Washington is a person, he had something to do with it too. There's a, there's a whole scene in the... There's a scene. There's like a subplot in the movie where Denzel Washington takes this young black kid kind of under his wing to keep him out of trouble. It's yeah. also... It, it, it's, it's the middle kid from um, Moonlight. Oh wow! Um, and then, like throughout the film, just look like th- this is a total straight popcorn action movie. But throughout the film, Denzel Washington's like, "Here, read this book by Tenehishi Coates." Or here, here's Native Son. Like they, they're these little little things, and it's just like, do stuff like that. Like in a mainstream film that is geared towards a- everyone, these people still find ways to talk about black authors, important black lit- uh, literature. Yeah, even like, like the little you know, things in Ghost Dog, which was not, which is directed those, by those are little big things, as right. far as I'm concerned. The books and shit that yeah. that was important. Yeah, it was. And granted, that was a movie directed by a white dude, but he got it though. In, I mean, in that case, in that know. in that film, he really did have his. He was really trying to understand, and I yeah. don't, I yeah. don't think that white people can't tell black stories and black people not. can't tell white <laughs> Look stories. Look at my favorite filmmaker in, in, you know, in the world. Yeah, but she so carefully tells black true, stories. True, true, I think the reason why you... I, well, I'm not going to tell you why anything. Yeah. I think a reason why we like her is her sensitivity to telling these stories. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, white Material is one of the most difficult movies I've ever seen. Yeah. And she tells it in a way that's just as tender as that story could fucking be. Yeah. Um, I'm trying yeah. to see. I guess yeah. I think we should. I think we should probably wrap up cool. for for this episode. I'm just trying to see if there's any talking points for this one we missed. Um. One, the y- y- y'all guys that are really into comic books and stuff, that all of a sudden you go from 4chan to to wanting to be. Republican or conservative, or getting mad at people over the size of Shira's breasts, y'all need to chill. Like it's just cartoons, it's just comic books. If you're telling us to not be snowflakes, y'all not be snowflakes. Yeah. Let's just allow for a little more stuff, and let's let's maybe not run to anger. Let's talk. Mm. I'm much. I you know I had a conversation with a Trump supporter at a bar the other day, and the only reason it lasted so long was because. He was like, everyone just shuts me up when, when they try to talk to me, you know? But I just listened. And I changed some of his, I changed some of his thoughts. Mm-hmm. Because I listened. Sure. So, so we got to listen. Try not to get outraged. And, you know, um, 
Yeah, so so let us know what you think about this episode. If if you liked our our crazy opinions, if you thought we went too far, I don't care. Uh, zebraspod at gmail.com. And uh, love you. See you next week. I'm upset. Thank you.